you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And Ellie is here in a past life, but <laughs> she will be here next week. How does it feel to record in a closet? Because feels- now you know my strife. Yeah, it's not great, you know. (laughs) It's definitely better when I go over to Ellie's and she has, like, a plate of snacks and cheese and salsa and crackers and lots of LaCroix. I mean, I have LaCroix, but I would have to, like... She has a whole LaCroix fridge. Yeah, she has an entire LaCroix fridge. It's like a goddamn office. I do not have any LaCroix in this closet because, literally, it is only enough room to fit me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah and if i Your wanted to go get dog. LaCroix, i would have to like squeeze my ass out of the little crack in between my dresser and my door and then like it, grace saw me earlier try to get up it was not it wasn't cute <laughs> she was like <laughs> well there's no handles anywhere it's just it's a but you know what i'm happy to be here i finally got my own microphone i feel like a real podcaster yes this is it. this is raw this is real life <laughs> We're christening Caroline's Yeti. Popping the Yeti cherry. All right. Do you have a leading question, Grace? I do, actually, for once. I feel like I only had to do them for, like, the first ten, and then Ellie (laughs) felt bad and, like, did them for the rest of time. And then you started doing them. So here I am. You came up with this one really quickly, though, like, super on the fly. (laughs) This pertains to our topic this evening. If you had a past life, what do you think it was? Like, who do you think you were in your past life? I feel like I want to say that I was, like, some, like, princess or something, because everybody wants to say that. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, when I was a little kid, and this is just weird, and I don't know why I'm admitting this, but, like, (laughs) one thing, (laughs) so a thing that I would do to try to get to sleep at night was, like, pretend, I would, like, imagine that I was, like, a peasant child from, like, the early 1800s, who was, like, sleeping on, like, a dirt floor, very cold, like the little match girl, you know, like, outside. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of my... That's one of... Okay, that's weird. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, well, there it is. A peasant child. And I would imagine, like, I would be like, I'm so cold, and then I would, like, close my eyes, and then I would open my eyes, and I'd be, like, in my room in, like, 1997, and I'd be like oh my god, what is this newfangled thing? What are these, like, lights on the ceiling? Because I had, like, stars, like, glow-in-the-dark stars. And then I would, like, look around my room and be like, I can't believe it. This bed must be made of thousands of chickens. It's so stuffed full of feathers. Okay, so Caroline (laughs) had a full-on past life. She did, obviously, from what we're gleaning at this this moment. I think this was due to, like, my obsession with Cinderella. (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, like, sleeping on the floor, like, c- covered in soot. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of of mine, but I honestly, I've, like, never had that feeling. I get deja vu a lot. I think, if anything, uh, this sounds so lame. I think, if anything, I may have experienced different timelines. Ooh, like Mandela you know effect I mean? shit? Yeah, or, um... What was that movie with Matthew McConaughey? Interstellar. Interstellar. I maybe it's just my anxiety, but in my mind, I have all like 
10 situations played out at any given moment, you know? That makes sense. I feel like that is like a very anxious person thing to do. I do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much just anxiety in a nutshell. But uh, that's how, that's the only thing that I feel like. Do you think that we just realized that like people with anxiety secretly are like dimension jumpers and like have experienced like every single possible. Yeah, (laughs) that's why we're also overwhelmed. Like, because I don't we have know anxiety. Case I'm just scenario. a dimensional jumper. Um, have you ever seen the movie <laughs> Jumper with Hayden Christensen? It's like that, except for with like possible scenarios, and like that's my superpower. Yeah, or <laughs> and it's Looper, crippling. right? Wasn't that the same thing? Oh Looper? yeah, Looper. Okay, so tonight's topic is past lives slash reincarnation. Because <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the same thing, right? I mean, and, like. It, If you had a past life, you've definitely been reincarnated, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So I have a list of 15 eerie indications that your past lives are seeping into your present life. All right. I feel like I need to listen very closely to this Uh, list because... I do too, especially from what you just said. It freaked me out. I do still occasionally like to pretend to be a, a peasant girl to go to sleep, but I feel, I feel I feel like it's just like being very thankful for what I have and like trying to get really cozy. You know what I mean? Being like, I'm so happy that I live in the 21st century when like I'm not freezing to death on a, a like and dirt I'm floor running water. and yeah. I have running water and I have electricity and like I have this like what is this like glowing object next to my bed that like lights up and <laughs> it's a cell phone <laughs> it says oh the God. time and oh my gosh it's ringing what is that noise like I don't know maybe I, I'm just but yeah I'm gonna listen very closely to this list because I feel like okay I might discover something this is by Aaron McCann um from Ranker which I fucking love it's yeah. very underrated Ranker is pretty fantastic it's pretty legit, too. Like, I used to think it was just, like, one of those stupid list websites. Like, it's still a list website, but it's pretty yeah. legit. I think it's, like, actually well-vetted. Like, I wouldn't call it, like, the height of journalism or anything, but I feel like it's, like, definitely better than one of those, like, weird posts that you find at the bottom of, like, a shitty HuffPost article. You know? Right. And we've also cited from, like, prairieghost.com, which hasn't been <laughs> updated since 2007. Okay, so, um, 15 eerie indications that your past lives are seeping into your present life. Um, if you've ever experienced memories that do not seem like your own, have the feeling of deja vu or dreamed vividly about people and places you've never seen in real life, these may be signs you've led a past life. Also known as reincarnation, living more than one life is a popular belief popular belief in Eastern religions such as Hinduism and Buddhism, as well as New Age spirituality. Ooh, that's isn't that I mean like I believe in something, but I don't know what it is in my new age. Is that yeah. what that means? Or like you're just like a full blown cult member. <laughs> that, right. I I still stand as a staunch agnostic. I refuse to be an atheist because there's too much crazy shit that has happened in my life. Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't believe in, like, a White-bearded man. <laughs> yeah, like a weird Zeus-looking man that, like, came in 
6,000 years ago and created the earth. But I feel like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just because I've done a lot of psychedelic drugs, but I feel like. Same That's the only thing you and I have in common that Ellie doesn't. Ellie refuses. She's like, you know that changes your brain chemistry forever. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's too That's late. just what they told you in Dare Ellie Live a Little. <laughs> we'll dose her. She won't even know. But great idea. Next episode, I'll go over to Ellie's and <laughs> I'll just like casually dose her LaCroix with LSD and just see what happens. It'll just be a fun little prank. It'll be really upsetting. She gets so mad. She would be, okay. she would never speak to me again. This podcast would be over. <laughs> okay. So Dr. Ian Stevenson is probably the most famous researcher of reincarnation and evidence of past lives, collecting stories of reincarnation from children who were remember their former selves so like the theme of this is that you remember it most when you're a child Mm -hmm. because obviously as you get older you're exposed to more stimuli and you create new memories of your new life so it's harder to recall those things from a past life yeah well that checks out with like most kind of like ghost slutty things i feel like children are more open open to yeah yeah Like, just generally feeling any kind of paranormal thing. They just, like, are more willing to... Maybe more willing to accept it, or maybe there's just, like, something about, like, the childlike brain that's, like, more able to, like, actually see those things. Receive it. Like, more... Right. Totally. Well, and they're also not jaded by the world. Mm -hmm. Like, when we turn on the lights and think we see something in the corner of our eye, we're like, uh, my pupil's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas children are like, oh, I saw a man. Okay, so um, this doctor's work is seen as the strongest reincarnation proof to date. Some of the evidence he has collected can be found in the anecdotes below, which I am about to share. So the first thing that is an indication is that you have vivid and recurrent dreams. Dreams can be a reflection of many things, including issues your brain is trying to process, stress, or past trauma. They can also be a sign that you've lived a past life, according to this doctor. Specific places or people that seem really familiar and recognizable in your dreams but are foreign to you in your waking life may actually be things you've experienced before. Hmm. Do you have oh. any dreams like that that you, like, have over and over again, but, like, aren't, like, I of, did. like, places? I used to. I honestly did. It, and it is so bizarre. Let me tell you. Okay. So, in my parents' old house, like, our bigger house when six of us lived there, um, I had a dream that my family was held up, like, at gunpoint by a man in a full chicken suit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's, like, both terrifying and hilarious. Yes, and (laughs) there's this hallway that led to the garage, and my dream was always that I was the one standing in the garage, and the chicken man had my whole family, and he had my twin brother in his arms and i had that dream so many times i like can't even tell i could literally probably like film it (laughs) yeah it's super fun i don't know what that means like what does that even mean i don't know i guess that's like like a a good reason to be a vegetarian full full chicken suit (laughs) 
stealing my whole family. And I was just standing there like, well, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah. So that that's one of them. I also had a recurring dream of me running into my parents' bed and then someone with, like, really witchy long nails walking their nails up my leg. Like, as I'm ah. laying in between my parents. Like, it was like a witch's arm with, like, long skin Yeah, I nails. hate that. <laughs> I know. I was like, that might be some kind of trauma that I should look into, but I'm not yeah. sure what it is. But nothing that's, um, like, a place that you don't actually recognize that, like... No, you... it was always in that house. It was always in um, the house that I grew up in. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I... <laughs> I've, maybe I really have lived a past life, because I, like... Dude, that... I'm I'm telling you, on this <laughs> list, what you're saying is it fits. I right. had a, a recurring dream when I was a kid where I was, like, walking through this neighborhood that felt super familiar to me. There were stores and... But it was, like, a 1950s neighborhood, not, like, a peasant, 18th century peasant neighborhood. But it was just, like, I would go and I would just walk around and talk to people and then I would wake up and it's, like, nowhere I'd ever been. Huh. So, yes. That's pretty much exactly what's happening here. Okay, so, a woman who dreamed of herself in 1940s clothing speaking to a group of soldiers later discovered through a past life regression therapy session that she had previously died during World War II. Hmm. So these regression sessions, I don't know what they entail. Like, it seems a little bit like the, um, any kind of regressive therapy I'm skeptical of. Like, the whole satanic panic thing, like, oh, they were flushing babies down the the toilet yeah. and it seems like leading hypnosis right so take this with a grain as you should with anything we say ever. yeah yeah so the second one is some of your memories seem out of place so memories play an important part in our functioning as human beings without our memory we wouldn't be able to remember who what or where we are as well as anything outside of ourselves but having memories of people, places, or specific events we've never experienced is a likely sign of a past life. A young boy once told his mother he used to be someone else. Further investigation revealed memories of living and working in Hollywood, including specific facts like having three sons and knowing their names. The boy was even able to recognize himself from an old photo on a movie set. And it, like, checked out. Yeah. Next is you experience deja vu. I used to experience it a lot more when I was younger. I feel like I don't feel it as much anymore. Um, so you may visit a place you've been before or met someone you used to interact with sparking memories of your past experiences with these people or places. However, when you have the same feeling of past recognition, but in a situation that's completely new, it's known as deja vu. This disorienting feeling can be triggered by sight, smell, sound, taste, or touch, or any of the signs is what they could have said. Um, (laughs) And it is claimed that 60 to 70% of people have experienced this feeling at some point. See, 
Deja vu for me feels more like timeline jumping. Yeah, definitely. Or like deja vu to me. So here's my like alien theory about deja vu. Yes, which like yes. wish that wish that Ellie was here to listen to this. <laughs> but my idea of deja vu is like I feel like there's something that I can't remember. But, like, I will continuously remember and be like, okay, I need to remember that. And then I'll just forget it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's something that, like, I'm not allowed to remember for whatever reason. And, like, it mm-hmm. has to do – it definitely has, like, something to do with, like – This sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> it kind of, but I'm into it. The first time that I can, like, remember feeling this feeling was, like – I think I was 23 or something and I was like talking to my ex-boyfriend about something and it was like about something creepy and like we were kind of creeping each other out and it was like three in the morning and we were like in my creepy basement apartment. I feel like this is how all of your stories happen. <laughs> I just three like, in the morning with maybe. a boyfriend in the basement <laughs> on a mattress. Well, I did have a bed frame. You know, I'm not a complete <laughs> savage. <laughs> got it. Got it. We had this like whole conversation about something and it was definitely about something that like both of us had either experienced or something and we weren't drunk either and we weren't like on weird drugs like for once and <laughs> we just kind of forgot about it and we never talked about it again and then like recently I was trying to remember what that was and I was like what was that and I asked him about it and he was like I don't remember and we were both like why can't we remember what we talked about and like it just feels you got like neural or the MIB yeah that's thing. what it feels like it's like mm-hmm. there's like something that like if you think about it like, you're not allowed to think about it, and, like, then you just kind of forget it. I don't know. I heard this. Uh, I don't want to get too off topic here. But I, like, read this, like, really amazing Twitter story that was really creepy about aliens, and it was about this woman and her brother who were, like, driving to a party in, like, the 80s. They heard something about their car, so they got out of their car, and there was just a giant thing about their car, and that's just how they described it, a thing about the car. And, like, they didn't say anything to each other. They just got back into the car, and they drove to the party, and the thing followed them all the way there, and they never said anything about the thing And once a year, this woman's brother will call her and be like, hey, do you remember the thing on top of the car? And she won't remember it until he says it. Whoa, no, that makes so much sense. The mom is like, that's how I feel. Your brains. Yeah. Whenever I get this like weird deja vu feeling, that's how I feel. It's like that I remember that I saw something or that I heard something or that I talked about something and remembered something. And then like, I won't remember it again until somebody directly tells it to me. Right. (laughs) <laughs> man okay anyway. yee aliens man okay so an uh an anecdote from deja vu is a woman who visited a titanic artifact ex- exhibition shout out to our last episode go ships suddenly had feelings of claustrophobia and seasickness Um, She also noticed a ring from a passenger on display that she immediately demanded was her own. She was like, that's my ring. I like, it's my ring. That's how I felt when I saw the heart of the ocean in the display. (laughs) I was like, that's mine. It's my Um, necklace. Hey, you know, I own that in a past life. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I I threw it into the ocean when I was a really old lady. (laughs) (laughs) Jack. Jack. <laughs> the next is certain cultures or time periods attract you, like to an obsessive point. Perhaps you have an affinity for ancient Greece, the Japanese Edo period, or World War One, but you have absolutely no reason why. 
Having an attraction to certain cultures, environments, or time periods with no explanation could be a sign that you've lived a past life. A woman suddenly felt a sense of fear and dread while traveling through Arizona. A past life regression mm, revealed memories of fighting with white settlers as a Native American and being killed on the same mesa that they were driving through. What is that? Is that does that trigger the memory or like does it? I feel just, like these people come into regret like past life regression therapy being like, I just I got think back that I was a Native American and I had this weird <laughs> feeling like, and then the the past life regression person is like yes let's explore that let's dig into that right like unless she had some like specific memories that like really truly only a native american person who was like on that mesa at that exact moment would know and then she like read it in a book later like she was like a man i don't know she like remembered a fire at like one of the settlers houses i don't know whatever and then like she found out that that was like something that was real that she didn't know about like that is more compelling to me than like I went to a therapist or a hypnotherapist and they yeah. like told me that I was right about my hunch that I was an 18th century <laughs> peasant girl. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you can tell, but Caroline and I are highly skeptical of, of most of these things. <laughs> Just a um, little bit. So unexplained phobias or fears haunt you. Most people experience some sort of fear or phobia in their lifetime. And about 4 or 5% of Americans yearly experience a phobia or irrational fear to a larger extent. Um, when a person's fear or phobia can't be explained, though, it is a possible sign of a past life. So, a woman who had acute phobias of the dark and things wrapped around her neck for reasons she couldn't explain was believed to be the reincarnation of a young girl who was strangled. A picture of the young girl was discovered and found to be extremely similar to the woman at the same age. So that's like the same person being born Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. So when this connection was revealed, however, the woman's fears and nightmares suddenly went away. So she no longer had the phobia... And the fear once she saw the picture and, like, Hmm. made the connection. So, like, once, like, once her, like, current life, like, saw and accepted her past life, then she could move on and, like, she was no longer, like, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, The next is languages you've never learned are understandable to you. Understanding and being able to speak languages you've never learned can mean you lived a past life. Yeah. If I could suddenly understand Italian, I'd be like, what the fuck? What? Is, what? So this is actually, it actually has a name. It's known as Xenoglossy. Hmm. X-E-N-O-G-L-O-S-S-Y. That sounds like a lip product to me. <laughs> um, so this phenomenon can be found throughout history, even in the Bible, Obviously, the Tower of Babel. We knew, we all know that. Um, a woman who studen- suddenly started speaking German when hypnotized was believed to have previously lived life as a German girl. Yeah? Uh, I mean, like, it, that's where I could see, like, if you're hypnotizing someone and they all of a sudden start speaking German, like, you can't really lead them into that. <laughs> right, exactly, right. And I've never left New Jersey. Yeah. Um, it was found she could understand and speak 237 German words 
And she had never spoken a word of German before going into that office. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so another, you feel older than you are. I just feel that way because I, like, don't stretch enough. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. Or maybe we're just, like, older than we want to admit that we are. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, also seeing... 15 year olds on Instagram these days like make me want to lock Harper in a closet (laughs) like they all have Botox like lip injections like gross and I'm like what the fuck is happening our children are turning into robots scares me just make sure Harper is only allowed to watch like or very, very early 2000s makeup tutorial, so she has to look as shitty as we did in junior high. She has to have super thin and patchy eyebrows, a center part with, like, weird flat iron creases, Mm -hmm. and she has to wear at least one cami under her shirt. Also, just, like, several belts that have no purpose whatsoever. Several belts. At least two. Okay. If you've ever been called an old soul, you may have experienced a past life. Okay, Ranker, these are pretty blankety. (laughs) Um, Many spiritual people believe that this advanced intuition or inner knowing of things without explanation to be a sign your soul has reincarnated several times. I wish you could see I'm doing a lot of hand gestures in terms of like... (laughs) She's being very mystical. Your soul. Me. It's like you're, you're reading a crystal ball. I Like that like old soul thing is really funny. I have like a creepy aside story about that. One of my best friends, when she was a kid, her mom like went to a psychic and the psychic was like, did, she like didn't tell the psychic how many kids she had. She didn't like say anything, but she was like, your daughter, your oldest daughter is living her first life and your youngest son is living his last. <gasps> And, like, literally, her little brother is, like, I mean, he's, like, 18 now, but I first met him when he was, like, 11, and he was so wise beyond his years in, like, a way that, like, a kid isn't. Like, just, like, his sense of humor, his, like, his way of talking to you. Like, he had this confidence, this, like, weird confidence that, like, you wouldn't expect, like, an 11-year-old to have. He just seemed like an older person. Like, he seemed like he was, like, in his 30s. Right. (laughs) My good friend, like, seems very young, like, yes. is, like, always, like, wondering about things and, like, doesn't always know what to do and is always kind of, like, asking questions, like, is always, like, searching. But, like, her little brother, like, knows. You know what I mean? Totally. I, yes, 100%. Like, what does it mean his last life? Where do you go after you're done being reincarnated? Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I feel like you should deserve like some kind of prize or something. Like, yeah, like how many lives do you get? I don't know. <laughs> but I I actually do feel that way and it's funny um being a twin as we we've talked about this. I've always been older than Danny even though he's older than me technically. Like if you ask people, you know, it just in terms of maturity when we were growing up like, peop- I could have full conversations with my sister's friends. She's almost 10 years older than me. And Danny would be like, I want to play with my trucks. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's a, a, it might just be a girl-boy thing, but it was like, I can relate to that yeah. sentiment. Yeah. Um, so, many children who show evidence of past lives remember their previous parents. Ugh. 
One little boy even told his mother, that's not how my other mommy used to make my sandwiches. What a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stop complaining. <laughs> that's what I'd say. I'd well, be you're like, dead. oh, oh your why don't you go dead. over to her house? Go <laughs> over to your other mommy's house, Harper. <laughs> okay, um, your body experiences phantom pains, which I feel like is pretty self-explanatory. Um, physical pain is an unfortunate fact in many people's lives. No kidding. Um... But people with unexplained pain or, you know, pain where they are missing a finger or a a limb or whatever, um, is a possible sign of a past life. I feel like they just copy and paste that sentence. Often, when people undergo a discovery process such as past life regression, their symptoms disappear once the cause is understood. Well, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Such is the case with a woman who complained of constant back pain that no doctor could diagnose or cure. Past life regression therapy revealed that she was mauled by a bear in a past life. And in sudden death, her soul carried the physical pain of the attack along with it into a new vessel. That's really crazy. I have, well, no, I know what my phantom pain is from. It's because my ribs got stretched out so far when I was pregnant with Harper. Like, my whole right side of my rib cage is super sore most Ugh. of the time. But I'm a small human, and I carried a large baby. And she, like, just fucked my shit up, man. Like, my ribs, my organs, like, everything's all messed up in there. The more I hear about pregnancy and childbirth, <laughs> Don't the less do it. <laughs> I'm interested in experimenting with it. <laughs> I, I just that. feel like I can ruin my body on my own. I don't need I don't need somebody else to help me. <laughs> no, and I seriously thought I had like a liver problem or a gallbladder disease and I was like going to urgent care every month because I'm a hypochondriac and I was like check my levels check my <laughs> levels and they're like sometimes this just happens when you have a baby and your ribs are just always going to be sore and I'm like that fucking sucks no. Why? No. no okay you have a birthmark Mm-hmm. So many babies are born with birthmarks, which may include may include hemangioma or port wine stains. I had those, and so did Harper. Those are like the angel kisses away? on your forehead. Yes, they go away. Harper had hers for like a year, and then they, she still has one on the back of her neck, though. Um. Uh, some people believe these to be signs of trauma in a past life. Whoops. Uh, Dr. Ian Stevenson, the one we talked about earlier, investigated 210 cases of birthmarks and defects in children with memories of past lives. Ooh, Mm. that's a, that's a very, uh, specific group. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, his studies included a boy born without fingers who remembers his fingers being amputated. 
a boy with a chest birthmark having memories of being shot in the chest and a woman who believed a birthmark on her leg was caused by a snake bite in her past life. Um, the next one is a little controversial, but you question your gender identity. Um, you may have been a different gender in a past life. Some reincarnation believers wonder if one's gender is decided according to the time period your past life is in. So, for example, a person who needs to participate in mar martial activities may be born a male during, it, during a time period in which only men fought in wars. And, and how being that gender can help teach you whatever spiritual lesson is needed. Um, a young girl born with a birthmark near her groin complained about missing Japan. She also demonstrated masculine traits such as preferring boys' clothing, and she was angry about having her period. Girl, say. I mean, come on, who's not? <laughs> she believed that she was a male soldier who died uh, of a gunshot wound near her groin in Japan. Okay. Sure. I don't, I I don't, don't see much evidence that. of that. I don't know about that one. Okay, so you have a soulmate. It may just be a romantic dream, but finding a soulmate can be a sign of a past life. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Um, one evidence of a soul connection is said to be feeling of having known the other person for a long time. Oh, Carolyn, I've known you forever. <laughs> I feel like I've known you for so long and I just met you an hour ago. Please come home with me. I mean, isn't that just like a symptom of a being in love? Line? <laughs> right. Um, like, I just feel like we were meant to be together. I just, our souls yeah. are entwined. We're the same person in two separate bodies. And then, like, it's, you know, you date them for a few years and then you realize, like, no. Yeah, you listen, <laughs> listen to the cure and you realize you're not alone in that factor. You go and watch Midsommar and you're like, I should break up with my boyfriend and just maybe, like, burn him inside of a bear. <laughs> and I will be the queen. Um, okay, so, yeah, people who experienced that might have been in a relationship in a past life, but, I mean, do those odds. They're not great. No. Um, this doesn't mean your soulmate is the person you're destined to be romantically involved with, though. Soulmates can appear, appear as friends, teachers, or even enemies. I believe that in mm -hmm. terms of the term soulmate. I believe sure. that you can have a soulmate that you aren't romantic with. Like, absolutely, a kindred spirit that you're like, you're going to be in my life forever. Like, you get me. Yes. You fucking get me. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. totally. Here's the thing that I'm thinking of about reincarnation, though. If there are currently, like, what, 7 billion people in the world, you know, even the past, like, 50 years ago, there were, like, 4 billion people in the world. Like, we can't all have been reincarnated, right? Oh, my like, God. There's that only, like, mess. a certain amount of people that have ever been alive in the world. And, like, is that more than the amount of people that, I mean, I'm not going to I don't math. know if it's, like, a reproduction thing or if it's just, like, a hopping thing. You know? Or maybe maybe we're all the same person and we just live like billions and billions and billions of lives. That's how I feel about Adam and Eve and us all being related. 
This is the uh, psychedelic episode. Please make sure to go <laughs> drop know, a tab of acid before you listen to it. Sometimes I think <laughs> about how we're all related, man. We're all just the same fucking person, man. Like, I'm you, and <laughs> you're, you're me. me. and we're I, together. I can see me out of your <laughs> eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one is the earth does not feel like your home. <laughs> so wait, maybe you could be a reincarnated alien. I actually have a friend who feels this way. She's really? Like, she has never, like, felt comfortable on this planet. Like, her first memories are, like, looking up at the sky and the grass and being like, this is all fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, have you ever felt like you just didn't belong on Earth? No, personally. No. Um, if Feel pretty settled here. <laughs> <laughs> if people's behaviors don't make sense to you, if life doesn't feel like reality or you just feel different... You may have led a past life. It is believed that souls reincarnate from other planets, often view Earth differently, and may feel misunderstood and alone during their life and feel a strong urge to return home. She totally, like, she talks about this extensively. This is our friend, Chris Starr. So, one person wrote about this feeling, commenting... I can spend hours and hours just staring off into space, admiring its beauty. When I do this, it comforts me. I don't feel so alone in this world, but I scan the stars like I'm searching for my home, but I've forgotten exactly where it is. Weird. So, okay, I guess, like, my, my like, skepticism about, like, there haven't been enough people in history is, like, unfounded because you could be an alien. Right. You could be a reincarnated alien. Lord knows how many reincarnated aliens I mean, are on this planet. Way more than seven billion. <laughs> or just like implanted alien babies. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah. someone dropped Like in The it. Sims. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, you know, who could have just been shot into a human vessel? I believe it. I mean, hey, aliens, man. I just want a shirt that says that. Alien. Hey, aliens, aliens man. man. You should make one in the style of the, the ghoul gang shirts that we had. We used to, la- yeah. Last year. But those, okay, so we made every single one of those shirts by hand. We need to find a better way to do that. I wore my ghost sled shirt out last weekend and, like, literally have never been complimented more at a bar. I am telling you, it would go <gasps> off. If people bought ghost sled shirts. No one understands what it means, but they're like, that's the coolest shirt I've ever seen. Where did you get it? And I'm like, mm, listen to me, bad <laughs> No. And they're like, never mind. <laughs> if you guys want ghost slut t-shirts, message us or comment and we will start producing them for Halloween times. Yeah, we should. That's a yeah. good idea. It, like, if there's one shirt that we should go with, it should be that one. All right, that's all I have. That's so, so those are like signs of a potential past life. Caroline is going to actually speak about someone who had a past life, right? So that, I feel like that was a really good primer for my story because all pretty much everything that you talked about is present in this story. Like awesome. pretty much all the signs that you talked about and the psychologist guy... Steven or Stevenson or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
He's cited very heavily in this article as well. So Ian Ian Stevenson. Actually. Ian Stevenson, yeah. Yeah. So um this is from an article that I found on sci-encyclopedia.spr.ac.uk. Yep. Reputable. And, Reputable. You know, you can you can make of that what you will. I will say that um well, okay, so I'm doing the Pollock twins, which you'll appreciate because you are a twin. And a lot of the articles on the Pollock twins use that Diana Argus photo of those two twins <laughs> that, like, inspired the twins from The Shining. Do you mean Deanne Arbus? Yes, I'm sorry. Deanne. <laughs> Deanne Arbus. Did you Arbus. say Diane Argus? <laughs> I did. I think I was thinking of Diana... <laughs> I think I was thinking of the girl from Glee. You were Diana very, Argon. very close. You were very close. <laughs> Diana Argon, a.k.a. Taylor Swift's ex-girlfriend. Eee. Don't at me. She's bi. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> oh, Taylor Swift and Diana Argon dated in, like, 2012. That's just... I... What? That's crazy y- to me. Yeah. I mean, all you... you well, just, you're I, an I'm not... avid Swifty. I'm both an avid Swifty and an avid Kaler shipper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not even going to start going into it because if I do, this is just going to become a Kaler uh, fan theory podcast. So we're not we're not going to go there. But just guys, I just will ask you to Google Taylor Swift, Carly Kloss making out at a 1975 concert. The end. There you go. Merry Christmas. Anyway. I'm going to do the Pollock twins. And like, <laughs> like I was trying to say, the a lot of the pictures use that like very famous photo of those two twins. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Yes. That like inspired the twins from yeah. The Shining. Play, come play with and us, Danny. It is not them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I can take this article with even more of a grain of salt. This one doesn't use that, but like all of the other ones I looked at did. And I was like, okay, that's, I know what that is. That's like one of the most famous photos of the 20th century. Right. Yeah. But continue. We'll post so, it on Instagram. John Pollock was born in Bristol in 1920, and he was raised in the Church of England before converting to Catholicism. So he got married to a woman named Florence Pollock, who was also Catholic. Um, and But despite his Christian faith, John really believed in reincarnation. And so when he first encountered it in a novel at age nine, he later told interviewers at night that he would pray to God for evidence of reincarnation to prove himself right and prove the priests wrong. So Joanna Pollock, born in 1946, was the couple's third child and first daughter. In 1951, following a family move to Hexham in Northumberland, this is England, so their second daughter, Jacqueline, was born. While the parents were preoccupied with their grocery and milk delivery business, the girls were raised mostly by their maternal grandmother. So some things about Joanna and Jacqueline. The girls were very inseparable. Joanna really liked to mother Jacqueline. And the younger girl really was into that. She was, like, happy to be, you know, mothered by her sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joanna liked wearing costumes and acting in plays that she made up. Both girls really liked combing other people's hair, specifically their father's. Interesting. And they would like sit with him and just like comb his hair. And Joanna had a premonition when she was a small child that she would never grow up, often saying, I will never be a lady. Oh, no. So um, at age three, Jacqueline fell into a bucket that caused a small gash in her forehead over her right eye near the root of her nose. So this formed a permanent scar that was slightly depressed and was especially visible in cold weather. 
Jacqueline also had a roundish, dark birthmark on the left side of her waist. They have okay. birthmarks! So, in but this isn't going to turn out the way you think it is. There's oh, a little bit of a twist. Oh, boy. So, in May 1957, Joanna was 11 and Jacqueline was 6. And on the morning of May 7th, they were struck by a car and killed while walking to church with their friend. All of them? Both of them. The Jacqueline and Joanna. But who was Joanna. driving? So oh, the they driver were was walking. they were walking to church oh. with their friend and there was this a local woman who I guess was going through a really bad divorce and she took a bunch of barbiturates and <sighs> was driving erratically and she just like ran over the children and smashed them into a wall and killed them instantly and she survived and like the trial was like a huge thing in the town like she got tr- you know it was like a whole like media circus so Obviously, their parents were, like, completely devastated. Um, Florence, the mother, tried to avoid thinking about the girls, but John preferred to keep them in his thoughts. And on the day of the accident, he experienced a vision of them in heaven, he says. And he says he sensed their presence of their spirits in a top room of the house, and uh, he would go there to spend time to be close with them. So he would always go to that top room of the house. Um, He thought that the girls' deaths had been punishment from God for having prayed for proof of reincarnation. Um, so and, they were like into it. Well, he just he just like believed in it, and he always had believed in it. And he always thought that the church was wrong, and he would always pray right. for proof of reincarnation. But like this, you know, like he just oh, was so like, this oh my was god, like his my sign. God is punishing me his because punishment. I yeah. Right. What a so, bummer. Ugh. Um, Florence soon became pregnant again. And John became convinced that Joanna and Jacqueline were about to reincarnate into, reincarnate into the family as twins. Florence rejected this belief because, you know, there's like, this was the 50s, first of all. Like, they weren't doing artificial insemination. There was no, like, it, twins aren't that common. If it was you know. twins skip a generation. It's yeah. not like, it depends on how many of your embryos get fertilized (laughs) and the doctor told them that they were giving birth to one baby based on the palpitation and the fetal heartbeat and florence was like you got to calm down with this it's not going to be twins (laughs) they're not like this is not going to be proof of reincarnation john like you got to chill out um however on october 4th 1958 uh twin girls were born named uh, the two named jillian and jennifer so she did have fucking twins and she named them the same no, no, no. Jill, so it was Jacqueline and um, Joanna Jesus were, were the first ones. And then they named the two new girls Jillian and Jennifer. That's horrible. All right. Here's where it gets weird. Jennifer had a birthmark that looked exactly like Jacqueline's scar and a second birthmark in the same place as Jacqueline's actual birth, birthmark. Holy Toledo. So, um, Jennifer... And Jillian were made several statements and recognitions relating to Joanne and Jacqueline between the ages of three and seven. When the girls were three years old, the parents brought out toys that had belonged to the dead girls. And Jillian claimed the doll, immediately claimed the doll that had belonged to Joanna. And Jennifer immediately claimed the one that belonged to Jacqueline. They both said the dolls had been gifts from Santa, that had been gifts from Santa Claus. And indeed they had been Christmas presents for the other girls. Oh man. Um, they also saw a clothes ringer that had been a Santa Claus present to Joanna. I don't know what a clothes ringer is. And Jennifer said, there's my toy ringer, adding that Santa had brought it. 
So basically, they recognize toys that their sisters have been given for without Christmas. ever, yeah, right. before they were born. Yeah. Um, Florence occasionally heard Jillian and Jennifer discussing the details of the accident. One day, she came across Jillian cradling Jennifer's head, saying, "The blood's coming out of your eyes. That's where the car hit you." John recalled that when he identified the bodies, Jacqueline's head was bandaged above the eyes. So, like, that is how they died. Jillian once pointed to Jennifer's forehead birthmark and said, that's the mark Jennifer got when she fell over the bucket. <sighs> um, Florence had worn a smock while helping John with the milk deliveries. So, like, this is back when they had that milk delivering business. But, like, she put it away when she ceased to work or after her daughters died. When the twins were about four and a half, John wore a smock to do some painting. And Jennifer said, why are you wearing mommy's coat? The Pollocks had moved away from Hexham when the twins were about nine months old. And when they were four, the family visited the same town that the older girls were killed in for the first time. And as they walked towards a park, but were not yet in sight of it, Jillian and Jennifer immediately ran towards it, yelling, I want to go on the swings. Like they had no, they'd never been to this park before. They should have had no idea that there even were swings. Like the twins here's another thing that's very related to what you were saying is that the twins had phobias that were like very specific and related to cars Hmm. um so their mother noticed that they would be very careful crossing streets holding her hand although she knew that that could be related to her own caution and trauma from totally her daughter's side her older daughter's side yeah however on one occasion when a car engine near them uh, started in an enclosed alleyway, John observed the girls cringing ter- terror and cling to each other, crying, the car, the car, it's coming for us. Um, at the time of their desk, Jacqueline was still learning to write, and her teacher, concerned that she was holding the pencil upright in her fist, suggested to her parents that they correct the habit by slapping her hand. Wow, the 50s were a great time. Rude. Great time to be a child with any even slight differences from like the exactly what you're supposed to be i actually had this argument with harper today she kept holding the crayon with the point up didn't (laughs) didn't slap her just told her how to hold it the right way yeah i mean this just seems like it was a different way for the girl to like hold the pencil like not even like a wrong way to hold the pencil just like not the way that like her teacher wanted her to right so when when Jillian and Jennifer, the twins, began learning to write at age four, Jillian immediately held the pencil properly while Jennifer held it upright in her fists. Um, so, like, That's, like, a big thing. I didn't realize, like, in preschool, learning how to hold mm-hmm. a pen or a pencil is really hard. Like, yeah. do you remember those trainer grips? Mm-hmm. I used to have those. Yeah. Um, I used to have those. Because... Um, my brother, who had learning disabilities and was dyslexic, would hold it in his fist, you mm-hmm. know, and write like that. Whereas, yeah. you know, it was easier for me to write with a regular grip. Um, but that's some for some reason that's like hard for the brain to grasp that mm-hmm. holding a pencil that way. Totally, Whereas it's the, like holding chopsticks or like yeah. I don't know, like learning exactly like. Or learning, like, to do this or whatever. Like, to do <laughs> weird stuff with the, your fingers. The, uh, the Spock sign. Spock. Yeah. <laughs> the Vulcan sign. Vulcan. <laughs> Live long and prosper, bitches. V's out. Uh, V's out. <laughs> so, anyway, the, as the twins grew older, they, um, they began to forget their past life memories. So, during the early years, John refrained from referring to their statements about what they remembered. And he didn't... It, he never... He claims... 
that he never discussed with them his belief in reincarnation or the fact that he prayed for them to, re- re- to be reincarnated. Like, he claims that, like, this is all them happening without him doing that. I kind of find that hard to believe, to be honest. Yeah. Because, like, he was so obsessed with reincarnation before he even had daughters that died. And then afterwards became even more obsessed with it. It's like, this and is then, my like, chance. He, yeah. And then, like, when they were reincarnated, like, I mean, when they, when he did have twins and he was right about that, like, of course he was going to probably, like, put that on them and be like, you guys are my children. And, like, kids absorb so much more than you think that they do. That's scary like, but about, like, the scars and birthmarks, though. Totally. Oh, totally. And, like, all their behaviors are pretty weird, too. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, this is a pretty, this is, the reason I chose this because it seemed to be the most, like, thoroughly studied scientifically. Um... So, yeah, it, anyway, it kind that's of pretty much reminds it. reminds me of my sweet Audrina. Did you ever read? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Where he, um, like, gaslights his second daughter into being his first daughter. Yeah. Hey, but then, everyone who hasn't read this uh, gothic fiction by, what's her name? Flowers in the Attic. Fla- the, yeah, the author of Flowers in the Attic. Yeah, Can't some incest name. gothic fiction, you know, get on it. It's, yeah. it's actually um, some good reads. I fell down one of the... I fell down that hole pretty hard. Oh, for sure. I v. remember C. reading Andrews. Flowers in the Attic. Yes, V.C. Andrews. I read Flowers in the Attic when I was probably too young to read Flowers in oh the Attic. God. and was like, Same. what the fuck? Same. <laughs> but I then revisited them because I had Petals on the Wind and, like, all, like mm-hmm. there's three or four. Even. I don't even know. There's a bunch of them. But they remade mm-hmm. it into, like, a TV movie with... Someone fairly famous. Yeah. And it was horrible. And they left out the incest. <laughs> Which is like the whole point of the fucking book. <laughs> In my opinion. Yeah. We were all just waiting. We were all just waiting for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the story of the Pollock twins. Um, and they pretty much hit the nail on the head of all of your signs of being Yeah, that's awesome. And spooky. So. And... I want to talk to my siblings now and yeah. like see if anything like that has happened. It's just so different yeah. because once you get older, you forget. Like I know, and we've talked about it several times where you kind of get closed off to those things once you get jaded about the world. But I right. do, or firmly... maybe the aliens make you forget. <laughs> <laughs> right, the aliens, and I firmly believe in timeline jumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, um. So what? All right. Let's talk about what we've been watching. Um. Number one, Mindhunter season two. Woo-woo. What a wild ride! I feel like it needed another episode. I agree because I was like, "Wait, that's the end. Yeah. We're just done." Yeah. So I loved that they covered the Atlanta child murders. I feel like, you know. Payne Lindsay obviously covered it in Atlanta Monster. Great podcast. Listen to it. It kind of argues the other side about Wayne Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the reasonable doubt. Um, and how the Atlanta PD just stopped looking for a killer once they had Wayne. So right. I thought that was done really well. And, like, how the moms were like, well, what about our kids? Because they only pinned two murders mm-hmm. on him, and there were 28. Yeah. 
Yeah, none of the child murders got pinned on him at all. Not a single one. Um, So I'm glad that they didn't. But it is interesting that they stopped when he was arrested. Right, and so yeah, that's that's. But it also could have just been like a smart criminal and moving to another Mm -hmm. state or something. You know. Yeah. True. Um. So yeah, I like that they didn't gloss over that and make Wade Williams into like the serial killer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the best part about it. But I thought they kind of glossed over everybody else. Yeah, they definitely didn't spend very much time on, like, Manson. Or David Which Berkowitz. I know... Yeah. Like, I know that, like, they didn't actually ever talk to Manson. Like, the, the people that this show is based on. So, like, this is just, like, fan service, which... I mean, I appreciated it. Like, that dude is they so good at playing They did a great job. <laughs> especially when they're uncuffing him and he, like, sticks out his tongue. I was like, that was ideal. It was good. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, but, like, I feel like, you know, just watch the fucking show and then come back to it. But I was not a huge fan of the Bill Tench plotline. Like, I just fucking love Bill Tench so much. And, like, I want him to be my father. Yes. Like, and the fact that, like, he isn't happy and that, like, he's dealing with all this fucked up shit with his kid. Well, you know his kid's going to be a serial killer and that's going to be the ultimate irony. Ugh, and I hate it. I hate that. Like, just let him be happy and have, like, a nice family. Like, I don't want it. I want to, like, (laughs) I don't mind, like, like, Jonathan Groff getting all fucked up, whatever. But, like, don't fuck with Bill Tench. He is a sweet cinnamon roll. Like, he doesn't deserve anything. He's a sweet cinnamon roll. Um, and his wife's perm, I cannot. Oh, my God. That That is out of control. Honestly, like, if I were that little boy, I would start murdering toddlers if my mom had a wig like that, too. Like, if you wake up every morning to see that, like, weird-ass halo of hair around your mom's head, like, what is that going to do to you? Yeah. It's just going to turn you into a serial killer. Right? Um, Kate Blanchett did not get enough screen time. No, Kate Blanchett did not get enough screen time. And if time. you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the young Kate Blanchett in, in yes. the show. Basically, just the the doctor, the psychologist, who's super hot and looks like a young Kate Blanchett, yeah. and that's really all that matters. I mean, and they not cut, that that's all that matters about her as a person, like, but like cut her storyline. It was yeah. like she had this semi relationship, and then it like just kind of petered out. I don't like that relationship. Just didn't wasn't like really doing it. For no, me, and she honestly. could do better. Yeah, she can definitely do that. <laughs> We're all big fans of young Kate Blanchett. I also didn't like the way they just kind of sprinkled BTK all over the place. I know, and I... It didn't I, make any sense. No, because, like, BTK didn't get caught until, like, 2001, right? Right, and so, like, so they made it so it seemed like it was really spread out, but there was no cohesive narrative about BTK. They kept no. referencing him... Um, but they, like, didn't talk about him at all. No, they didn't talk about him at all. And, like, I'm just wondering how they're going to wrap up that storyline without, like, making some dumb flash forward to 2001 when, like, they're both retired. I mean, like... Well, you know they're going to have a season three. You watch this season and you know that they... Oh, yeah. know that they're getting another season to finish Oh, everything. absolutely. Yeah. They're, I mean, I know they're going to have a season three. I'm just, like... Are, they, are we really going to go that far into the future? Well, True Detective like, we, did it. True Detective did. Yeah, but, like, one thing I like about Mindhunter is the, like, retroness of it. It's like totally. fucking Mad Men with serial killers. Like, It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> How would you... How would you rate it overall? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. I liked yeah. it. 
I think the first yeah. season was better. I agree. But I always but think that. <laughs> the season was good. It was definitely I think, like, good. The, f- the first season I'd call like an 8.5 out of 10. Like it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very strong. Mm-hmm. This season I would maybe do like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. But still good. Like not, not in like a... A low seven, like a high seven. Yeah, I think just in the first season, everything was a lot more deliberate and a lot more planned mm-hmm. out. Like, they did Jerry Brudos and, like, lesser-known serial killers and the whole Edmund mm-hmm. Kemper thing. Like, I feel like they just had it a lot more developed in the first season. Yeah. And then this I one, agree. they were just banging off serial killers. They were like, Son of Sam, Charles Manson. Like, all of them. Like, the first season was, like, very much... I mean, even though they did a lot of, like, artistic... They took a lot of artistic license, but it was very much based on that book. Yeah. And, like... Which is, like, a real book. Like, it was, and all those things actually happened. But this season, like, wasn't... I mean, I guess... I think they did work on the Atlanta Child Monster case. Mm-hmm. But... Or the Atlanta Child Killer case, but... Child I monster, don't think it, I like. I, like... I'm getting so hot that I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i just it felt like they were kind of like oh like the fans want to see charles like let's throw them in like the fans love btk i mean as far as fans well btk was in the first one they they teed him up to be a main player in this one but they didn't go into it yeah i feel like his crescendo is coming in season three obviously i think so too yeah um i would hope so we also wanted to talk about Cold, the podcast mm-hmm. about... The Powell case. Oh, the Powell murders. Oh, God. Everything about it just made me angry. Yeah, I would say that I've never heard anything that, like, upset me more, really. And I feel like it was just, like, those little boys, there was no reason for them to die. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, there is a podcast called cold and it covers the murder of susan powell or the disappearance of susan powell and the murder suicide of josh powell and their two little boys so family annihilator slash family annihilator significant and like i didn't think that i would ever find a family annihilator that like i could hate more than i hate chris Chris Watts. watts right but Holy shit, do I fucking hate Josh Powell. And his what a horrible and his person. Dad, dude. And his creepy, weird, weird molesty dad. And what the, the worst part is everyone who would have known what had happened is dead. Everyone who would have known what had happened is dead. Except for the weird sister. Yeah, fu- like what's her deal? She was She's just recently interviewed asshole. being like I don't believe that my brother killed uh, Susan. It's like, bitch, your brother killed his children. How do you not believe that he killed his wife? And it she's like, the media was out to get him, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, so then he moves to Florida and gets yeah, a different he, haircut like Casey Anthony. He doesn't murder his fucking children. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. So, I don't know. This podcast, like, has a lot of problems, I will say. It is, like... 15 episodes too long it is insanely long <laughs> it's like actually like 27 hour long episodes you know and what it's i like- actually did was i listened to the first few episodes and then i got home and i watched the id documentary about it yeah yeah and kind of like filled in the blanks from then and just kind of like spot listened to the rest of it um, I'd say that's a wise because like I like there's a lot of super super good information and it's really interesting and like if you actually want like the most detailed deep dive into like 
this case and to, and to every single person that was even tangentially related to this case, like mm-hmm. totally go for it. It's definitely a good, like super deep dive, but it is unnecessary. Like there's an entire episode devoted to how the cop who initially started investigating Susan's disappearance got hired at his fucking police force. Like it goes into like why he had to be interviewed four different times. And right. like, yeah. he just like didn't seem confident enough. And it's like, dude, Shut the fuck up. I do not care. Yeah. I could care less about why you got hired. I'll like, like, we know you got hired because at the beginning of the episode, you talk about showing up the house. So, like, all of this is like, I'm not in suspense here. I'm not yeah. worried about this character that I care about not getting hired for the fucking police force that I know that he works for. <laughs> and the dude who created it, produced it, worked on it for, like, over three years is what he said. So, yeah. it makes sense that he had too much information and didn't know how to edit. Yeah. So there this was, was like, clearly his lot. baby. Yeah. It was clearly, like, something he really cared about. And, like, I think, in my opinion, this would have been a really good book. Like, Ooh. Ooh. everything that he had here, like, the detail, even the way that he, like, wrote for audio... Is like very, I don't know, like even the structure of the whole thing would make a really, really good like true crime chapter book. But Caroline, like, you should you should email them and be their ghostwriter. I would love that. I wouldn't have to do very much work at all because you like just it's already to them right there. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds I mean, good. Although great. I don't think that they would hire me because another fun fact about this podcast is that it is like basically sponsored by the Mormon Church. Oh it's like a, shit, that's true. They were Mormons. Yeah. So oh, like the which last podcast on the left is yes. doing a five part series yes. on and I'm like hell yes they hell absolutely yeah. are so anyway yeah listen to colds <laughs> if you're interested if you're like super interested in the Susan Powell case you, there will be nothing that you don't know about it after you have heard this totally like so. the ID documentary didn't quite get into well no it actually got more into the stuff about the dad. Mm-hmm. And, like, his charges and what they found on his computers and his perceived relationship with Susan, which was super weird. Yeah. And, like, kind of semi-psychotic. Insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I do both. Listen yeah. to the podcast and watch the ID documentary. It's called yeah. the, the Disappearance of Susan Powell. I like yep. that ID identifies the... Um, documentaries by the victims' names instead of the murderers' names. I like that as well. Yeah. So one thing that I did see this weekend that Caroline hasn't seen yet is Ready or Not. All I can say is it's a super fucking good time. It's not really horror. It's like dark comedy thriller. And my brother and I have never laughed so hard. Fuck yeah. Like in a movie. It is the best, like gore comedy I have seen in a very long time. Alright, sweet. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So, highly recommend it's in theaters now. Also, this weekend, or depending on when this comes out, last weekend, Midsummer's director's cut is going to be in theaters, which I hope we all see. Yes. Especially me, because I'm hoping to give it another chance. I feel like you're going to hate it. <laughs> no, even more because I need pro- <laughs> I need more backstory. Like I needed that I I hope they give Danny more mm-hmm. backstory, like her family yeah. 
and not just that like weird montage that kind of like glossed over everything but it was like super mm-hmm. terrifying like i want more info yeah about maybe it. i feel like i don't know i'm really i think they're definitely going to show the part with like the floating that they left out of the that was in the trailer that they yes. left out of the movie yeah i think they're gonna so i'm I'm definitely perched because I guess there was like a couple different rituals that like they didn't show also. And I'm like, right. The more fucked up rituals there are, the more I want to see it. Well, and I also think I should go by myself this time. Yeah. Like I I think I'm going to go by myself for sure. Yeah. So I can like actually focus and like. And I'm going to try not to be as stoned as I was when I went last time. So I can actually like. too. Or maybe I should try to be more stoned. I guess I should be a little sober for this, for my podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, follow us on Instagram at Ghoul Gang Podcast, at Coraline Maria, at Grace's Gold, and at Ellie McCabe One. And then also follow us on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have noticed, oh but like gosh. we made a little triumphant return to Twitter. Yes, <laughs> Caroline is our true. Twitter queen. I'm running it. It's fantastic. I really love interacting <laughs> with you guys on there. I did a whole like pet drop on the other Monday where I had like people come and like drop pictures of their pets, and it was like fucking amazing. Love Honestly, it. like. Maybe not super on brand for a horror podcast, but you know what? Everyone loves dogs. Dogs are amazing. And if you don't think so, then... then fuck I, off. <laughs> we don't want you in the gang. Um, and that <laughs> handle is ghoulgangpod666. It was the best we could do at the time. Yeah. Go give us a follow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess uh, Creeper Real. Creeper Real. a bird and you was a fish what would we do I guess we'd wish for a incarnation reincarnation wouldn't it be a sensation to come back to like from reincarnation if I was a tree and you was a flower what would we do I guess we'd wait